Welcome to Sustainer DAO Non-Fungible Talk, a show about all things DAO and Web3, from the team of Sustainer DAO, which includes me, your host, Clarice Chiu. Our expert guest is Julian Pedro, a general partner from Sparkle Ventures, and Tipu Chelsea, principal of Sparkle Ventures. Julian is a global citizen and a former lead of strategic investments within the digital office at Nomura. He has been an early investor in core blockchain protocols and in the digital asset infrastructures. Julian holds various advisory rules in technology companies and is recognized as a digital asset infrastructure expert by his peers. Prior to that, Julian holds different senior positions for 15 years in the investment banking industry, lastly at Barclay Capital and Goldman Sachs. Tibu was formerly in charge of the adoption strategy for the Tezos blockchain. Trained at IBM, he has a double background in financial engineering and computer science. Julian and Tibu, we are glad to have you here. Would you please tell us more about your background and how you got into blockchain investment and Sparkle Ventures? Hello, thank you very much for welcoming us. So my name is Julien Pajot, indeed, and uh, I joined the blockchain environment uh, five years ago uh, when I joined Nomura. So to give you a bit uh, more detail about my background, I started my career as, a, as an engineer in uh, mechanical engineering in the defense industry, and I moved rapidly to, uh, to banking. I had a 10 years career in investment banking and left Goldman Sachs in 2016 to join Nomura, uh, where I started an activity of digital transformation. Inside the digital office of Nomura, our mandate was to uh, launch new uh, revenue model for, for the company. That's why we did for, uh, for the first uh, two years, I would say, we were generic in, uh, in terms of business and segments. And rapidly, we understood that digital assets were the, were the future and a way for us to position the bank on a really, uh, I say, advantageous uh, space or uh, position. And that's how I, um, I started my, my career in the digital asset industry. Uh, but before that, 2015, I, had, uh, I started reading uh, the, the, the white paper uh, of Satoshi, and that's how uh, also I started my investment activities. Thank you, Thibaut Chessé. Thanks for having us. I have a background in finance and IT, trained at IBM before discovering in 2016 blockchain technology. I was in charge for the, the Tezos uh, protocol uh, to shape the uh, adoption strategy, uh, which means also uh, create a technical support, create some use cases also with uh, institutionals, notably banks. It's at that time I've met, by the way, Julian, uh, when trying to create tokenized product exchange on-chain. So uh, I've met Julian while I was at, at Nomura at that time. We've done some security token deals, uh, notably with Societe Generale. We also entered in the, the area of uh, gamification and NFTs. I'm thinking about the Quartz platform we created with Ubisoft, notably. And it was making a lot of sense uh, for me after this first experience for, for Tezos that uh, enabled uh, for me to, to get more knowledge on the creation of, the, of a base layer protocol and to create the different layers for uh, an adoption purpose, as well as the concerns both for developers and for uh, end users of the protocol to join a venture to invest where the value is likely to be uh, aggregated. So that's why I've joined uh, Sparkle Ventures after a few years working for Tezos. 
With your investment banking background, what do you think digital token economics can learn from the involvement of traditional financial products and structures? Thank you. That that's a very、um, difficult question to answer for 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 multiple reasons. I think first, if we all knew、uh, what where where is the certainty and where is the 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 answer,、uh, the market will be、uh, will be stable on, on the long term. What we've seen,、um, I would say, if we, if we look at、uh, the the way the the our economy, our system is、uh, is shaped, we have two type of agents. We have the profitable agent or the profit profitable entities, which are most of them companies, and we have another type, which is more utility entities. For the first one, for the profitable companies, if you look at the balance sheet and the PNL account, you understand that、uh, if you do the parallel with the with the tokenomics, that you need to have an economy where you have, I mean, a circular economy which targets profitability on the long term, and the pyramidal system is not a sustainable system. If you look at the utility entities, which is more the parallel we can make with the、uh, with the protocol or the stable coins. We see that you need to have reserves and also a monetary policy in order to have an impact on the supply and to to be able to use different uh, different uh, uh, financial tools to be able to to provide equilibrium and the sustainability of the system. So having said that, that the concept, if we translate that into the the, the current system ecosystem of、uh, digital assets, we can say that play and earn. Clearly, they need to be sustainable, and to be sustainable, they need to be in a circular. What they would say with a circular economy. So the pyramidal system or Ponzi scheme, as so many、uh, like to, to name it, needs. I mean, it's not sustainable. The same way, if you look at what happened recently on stablecoin, we need to have a system where, which is relying first on reserves. So, which means collateralization, different way to collateralize, but collateralization. And the second way is to have the ability to have an impact on the supply and to have an impact through monetary policy tools. And that requires clearly a system of managing the supply、uh, upward and downward. And that's normally what the, the algorithm. But and in the mix of the two is required. One cannot be enough. Can you provide insights into the collaboration between Sparkle, Animoca Brands, and the Sandbox? Yes, definitely. So first, I can probably precise who is Animoca、uh, and who are、uh, the Sandbox founders. So Animoca is there as of today the number one、uh, digital entertainment company. It's a five billion dollar company created.、Uh, By、uh, Yatu、uh, in 2013. In 2017,、uh, they pivoted. They、uh, they sold、uh, most of their、uh, casual games、uh, in order to、uh, pivot to blockchain. That's how they embrace、uh, blockchain, making first investment in Canada. And、uh, and they decided, and that's yet where Yat is a, is a real visioner.、Uh, he decided to turn the full business, the full spill on the business on、uh, blockchain and digital assets.、Um, that's um, how. Um, I mean, Animoca is becoming a five billion dollar company, and the Sandbox Sandbox is a part of、uh, Animoca company. Sebastian and Arthur, the two co-founders, are a serial entrepreneur in the gaming industry, and they decided to uh, also uh, when they started the Sandbox to have more an open uh, uh, 
an open ecosystem where uh, gamers could uh, really create their own games, so do it yourself. And rapidly, uh, with the influence of Yad, they also decided to uh, to create a, a platform in order to be able to exchange uh, uh, digital assets and uh, and gaming assets. And to that now it's become, in terms of definition, a, a metaverse platform. So uh, we met them about uh, a year and a half ago uh, when we had discussion about uh, how we could create uh, NFT found or NFT ecosystem found and uh, how we can create value uh, for this ecosystem in order to accelerate the adoption, uh, which I think it's key because we had a lot of proof of concept, sequencing uh, from protocol to, uh, to metaverse. And uh, we are thinking, okay, we need to create a, a vehicle in order to uh, invest into technologies and infrastructure, which are going now to facilitate the adoption, not anymore the proof of concept, but now really to create the technology, the infrastructure, which is going to be the facilitate the mass, mass adoption, seamless, uh, seamless experience for users. And, and that's how we, we, created, uh, we created Sparkle from, from that uh, simple idea. And we have uh, Sparkle Venture, the collaboration between the three, uh, the three of us. So uh, Thibaut and myself on one side, uh, Animoca and the, founder, the, founder, the founders of, of Sandbox. And it is a, a GP, which is, I mean, managing a fund. And uh, we are deploying capital, inequity, and token along those lines. Would you please tell us more about Sparkle Ventures' investment theory? So Sparkle Ventures invests in tech for purpose of Web3 experience. The thing is to say, we see the blockchain as a new layer um, for the internet, for the exchange of value and information. When we talk about NFTs, for instance, we see it as a paradigm and also a catalyst uh, leveraging on, on blockchain. When we speak about NFTs, we, we think about read-write, uh, we think about uh, data storage, computations, all these things will need of uh, infrastructures. People mostly think about NFTs are uh, content, but indeed, it's mostly about infrastructures with pointers in the end. Following our studies on the tech and how both the base layer protocol and the different layers on top, now we, we talk even about uh, layer twos, side chains, uh, and so on are, are built. We have identified some layers of technology where the value is likely to, to aggregate. And it's, it's a real challenge. If, if you look at the web too, if I may say. Um, you have some standard that everybody is, uh, is using, but has no value indeed, like .pdf, um, such things. And uh, it's, it's a real dilemma for us uh, to be able to concentrate the capital or intensify the capital into these different layers and doing the, the right investment decisions. So we invest into infrastructures, not content. I could precise also from C to uh, Series B, inequity and tokens. Lots of our listeners might be interested to know how you operate the investment day to day. Would you like to share more insights with us? Of course. So it's a lot about informations, uh, our work. I mean, uh, research, exchange with, with investors, with other funds, because we have this very privileged relationship with uh, Sandbox and Animoca to create even co-investment situations, share deal flows, ideas, make common assessment of the technologies. But it's not exclusive. We also have and rely on a network of other funds worldwide 
to discuss on how uh, is the market changing, what are the emerging use cases we should take a look at, a look at what are likely to be the next trends for Web3. So I would say that a significant part of our work, our daily work, uh, is about research also, not only as investment. I, I would in the end say as well that even if we are in a middle position between our LPs, our investors in the fund, and uh, the entrepreneurs we, we are supporting, I think we could easily qualify ourselves as entrepreneurs as well, because we are part of a great adventure to define and design in some, in some sort by investing into this infrastructure, be part in the, the shape of this new kind of web that people are now calling uh, Web3. And the only thing I, I can add over what Thibault said is uh, we, uh, Thibault is, uh, was in charge of the adoption of Tezos. So he looked at very different situations where blockchain could be, uh, could be adopted by uh, different layers of our industries. I did the same thing in terms of, I would say, on the banking side, financial services, and also have, I mean, former relationship due to my banking uh, career. And we are very, uh, very careful, very, uh, yeah, very cautious in the way we, uh, we also uh, perceive the adoption of blockchain across uh, the, the different applications. Uh, so we are, we are in, uh, in contact with many, many industries, the insurance, the automotive industry, of course, finance industry real estate, and so on, uh, because we want to understand at what path those industries are embracing the technology, either for decentralization, either for tr transfer of value, but to make sure that when we make an investment in a, in a technology, in a solution, we have the temporality of the adoption of those, those solutions. And I think that's uh, also uh, important uh, to, uh, in our research works. Thank you, Julian and Tibu, for sharing those great insights with us. You both have been early investors in core blockchain protocols and in the digital asset infrastructures with a vision of how tokenization leads to gamification and financialization, two elements that are transforming the behaviors of users, investors, customers, and communities to create a new business model across all industry. What do you think would be the next trend to follow in blockchain? The situation is the following. Since, since two, 2018 and, and the beer market, the emerging use cases related, are related to uh, finance and, uh, and decentralized finance especially. But the way those applications uh, have been built are now not suitable enough for the retail consuming, for retail payments as of today. If you look at the, the concepts that are used, AMMs, uh, DEXs, and so on, like you, you, your neighbor is not able as of today to, to use it for, uh, to access uh, financial products, uh, make payments, and so on. So you have emerging solutions that intend to, uh, to make the bridge with Web2 classic solutions where non-crypto native people that don't have any awareness on crypto assets, uh, don't have their own wallets, could use uh, through these interfaces. I'm, I'm thinking about fiat on ROM solutions, for instance, but it's not enough uh, as of today. So we need to step back and also look at what works in Web2, consumer marketplaces, social networks, things that are anthropologically validated. And we need to invest in infrastructure uh, to prepare the use of 
latest blockchain-based uh, use cases in a seamless manner. What's your opinion on emerging trends like play-to-earn, work-to-earn, and create-to-earn? To be honest, I think that it's not a sustainable manner to launch a product to promise earnings of the users. Users uh, are using your product because you propose an extraordinary experience or something at value by itself. You don't need to reward themselves for using your, your product. So, of course, you can have a cost for customer acquisition, but... As of today, what we have seen around uh, is, is not sustainable uh, to do this. So, um, yes, we understand the, the motto and, and the logic uh, behind these expressions of to earn, but maybe there are more sustainable manner to earn for something. And in Web2, it's about your data. And to make your data valuable, you need a certain quantity of data and the fact that that your data is of quality by itself. So a sufficient amount of contextual information around your social profile, around your identity in some sort. And when you are looking at what is done on chain as of today, you do not have enough Kawaii standards and efficient uh, DID decentralized identification of customers to have this valuable data on chain as itself. Something you can reward the users for uh, using your protocol because he's giving his data and you're able to recompose the social tree of his actions, push new products to him. So it doesn't exist as of today. So it's also one of our investment thematics as of today. We know the past months has been difficult for the blockchain industry. So how does the market crackdown give new directions to your investment plans? So yes, indeed, um, it's not been a, an easy last two months, uh, even six months after the, the announcement of Meta and uh, and the acquisition of Activision Blizzard by uh, by Microsoft. Uh, it's probably been there uh, toward the moment where we've seen the peak in the in the industry. In terms of investments, we always been uh, cautious through this uh, this period of time. What we we name to be probably hype or probably. Uh, uh, a bit more, uh, a bit too much, uh, I mean, enthusiastic about the, the proof of concept. The way we are repositioning our, the, or positioning our investment strategies is still to get position on what is going to stay, what is going to be sustainable. So infrastructure, technologies. In terms of application, when we do an investment, of course, we have a criteria or of, I mean, sustainability, criteria of profitability, scalability, but we make sure that these, those are able to uh, create circular economies and also create revenues in the short term. We, in terms of asset and ownership, from the beginning, we, are, uh, we don't have any particular uh, specified uh, allocation between equity and tokens. I would say that we are quite happy to make sure that when we make an investment, uh, we benefit of the two, which means that on one side, we can contribute to the governance of the company with the founders. We can support them. And so through the equity, uh, we are exposed to uh, uh, the profitability, uh, the, the IP, the commercial contract, and so on. And on the other side, we are also happy to uh, support the, the founders in order to implement a token for their utility platform, for, their, for, for the utility of, their, what the, of the protocol or whatever they, 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 they build that, uh, that requires or can be uh, justified to, be, to benefit from uh, tokenomics and, or uh, to, uh, to tokenize their, their operating income. So that's something we are very keen to propose to, uh, to the founders of our company 
in order to uh, multiply or to multiple, sorry, the way the, the, the committees are going, going to be able to embrace their, their solution. And so that's, uh, I would say, in terms of assets, uh, equity token. And after that, in terms of timing, because now we think, you know, we, we always need to anticipate most of the investors as we are, we, we tend to react to the situations. Uh, now, if we tend to, uh, to anticipate, of course, the economic backdrop is clearly uh, not uh, showing or pointing out to uh, a recovery of the situation. I mean, the, the problem is inflation, uh, rates uh, getting, getting high, and that's creating uh, an impact on the, on the risk premium on one side, on the other side, on, on the discount cash flow computation. So ultimately, to the valuation of the company, we think we are going to uh, go through a, a period of where um, it's going to be uh, quite stable, but quite uncertain as well. So probably with uh, remain with, uh, when I say stable, I mean men in terms of valuation, but still with, uh, with volatility around that. And we think this is the right moment for us to, uh, to start to accelerate our investment because we've seen a catch up in terms of valuation between the, the private market and the public market. And I think we think we also a conviction, which is uh, uncertainty will disappear with inflation. So if the central bankers are successful in curbing the inflation in the next uh, six to nine months, we'll start to see the, the rebound of the market. And I mean, markets are very efficient and we'll, we, we'll probably also try to anticipate that based on their, on their next uh, move of the central bankers. So this is, this is how we, uh, we, we react. So technology infrastructure in terms of assets, token plus equity in terms of exposure, and in terms of timing, we try to be quite uh, active in uh, anticipating. We have seen you attempt to use blockchain technology in addressing sustainability issues. What role do you believe Web3 initiatives or blockchain technology can play in addressing sustainability? So uh, sustainability is, of course, a topic of interest for us, both for our LPs investors and also for the, the companies uh, in which we, we invest. If we are looking at the sustainability criteria as defined by the, the United Nations, for instance, I think that the blockchain is, as of today, already helpful to reduce in some sort uh, financial inequalities, giving, giving to the, the most advised people access to financial products and capital in a permissionless manner. I think that already many citizens from Argentina or Turkey and other countries worldwide have experienced uh, this. It's the main, uh, as of today, uh, real use case because, of course, we are working on others related to education, for instance. But you all already have, I mean, alternative models on the, the Web2 Internet and even permissionless with Wikipedia, for instance. As blockchain investors and experts, what will be your advice for blockchain entrepreneurs and DAO builders? So I think that this advice could be addressed to any kind of entrepreneurs. Think straight. Don't remember that end users don't have time because they have choice thanks to a global competition. It's really where to find a, a product that falls into this notion of blue ocean without any kind of competition. So true, true innovation is, is hard to find. And it requires many iterations. So a very good quality of entrepreneurs is flexibility, both in terms of conceptual ideas of the products and also um, the ability to change completely 
the way they create the product and they dis distribute it notably through the conversation we can have with them when we try to act as a strategic fund, meaning to identify the good market uh, segmentation, the time to market also to make the product evolve. Sometimes we, we are ready to invest in solutions that will probably not meet the, the needs of a customer base in 10 or 15 years, but we think that the product is likely to satisfy a consumer audience in the next three or five years. So before going further, we will help the, the entrepreneur to realize a very promising first version that will have value before uh, doing uh, something more complex and far off uh, the current habits of the targeted consumer base. Thank you so much for joining this episode of Sustainable Non-Fungible Talk. This show is brought to you by SustainaDAO, a decentralized protocol that promotes social progress, environmental balance, and economic growth with blockchain technology. I'm your host, Clarice Chiu. And I'm your host, Ling Ning. If you like the content, subscribe and give us a follow on Twitter at SustainaDAO. We also have premium content, including blockchain research, member-exclusive events, and more with NFT pass access. For more information, please visit our website, diesel.org.